And uh, the dulcet tones of Mr. Joseph Nicholas Campoli. You know, years ago, Joe, it's still going strong, uh, did a great blog uh, called uh, Off the Record. I thought it was great. A really great blog you'd ever want to read. And we had the idea, let's uh, let's launch it on the radio. So thus, Off the Record, On the Record. With the aforementioned Mr. Joe Campolo, managing partner of the great firm as well, Campolo Middleton and McCormick. CMMLP.com, ladies and gentlemen. Joseph, how are you? I missed you last time. Yeah, Jay, uh, been a, it's been a while. I miss you. I miss you, buddy. It's just been so busy, though. So, so busy. I know. It's crazy out there, man. Uh, $350 million for Carlos Correa from the Giants. What in the heck is going on these days? I mean, the money is... <laughs> Is it's it's not even crazy money. It's 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 off the planet type of money. I mean, what's going on here in baseball? It's it's really insane, Jay. I mean, it really is. It's, um, you know, Alex Rodriguez, I think, started it, right? Wasn't it a rod yeah. that was at twenty five million a year? Two hundred fifty two mil, ten years. Texas Rangers, way back. But I tell you. For a guy that hit 22 homers, knocked in 64 for the Twins last year, gets 13 years, 350. That's just ridiculous. But it is what it is, and I like the way your Mets are formulating a nice little pitching staff there. A couple of 40-year-olds at the top of the rotation, JC. But uh, all in all, a little bit of improvement I see, too. You know, you signed that Japanese guy uh, in Kore Senga. Uh, You had a couple of pieces here and there. Mr. Carrasco will be back better than ever. They got that guy, uh, Quintana, from, uh, what, the, the Giants? Uh, Giants and Cubbies, I forgot last year. No, uh, Cubs and Pirates. He split time with the Cards and Pirates. That's what it was. Um, Cards and Pirates, all right, yeah. But they're, they're formulating a nice little staff. So I think they, I think the Mets will be okay. I really do. Yeah, they're going to bring back Willie Randolph and Tom Glavin. This way we can really, you know, we live, we live the old miserable days of the Mets. I'm hoping. Thank God I'm really excited about that guy. That guy's got a forkball like you can't believe. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Hey, Glavin, Randolph, 17 to play and a seven-game lead. You don't want to go there. You don't want to go there. I, was, I remember that Sunday like it was yesterday. My goodness. With Glavin on the mound. Still hurts, um, brother. Still hurts. Very tough. We will not relive that for you. Let's get into a couple of things we re- we will relive, and that's some of the uh, the big uh, goings-on, Joe, over the last uh, couple of weeks. You know, the Brittany Griner thing uh, comes into play here, released uh, from prison after, what, 10 months or so, the exchange, the prisoner swap, Victor Boot, the convicted Russian arms dealer, Paul Whelan, uh, still behind bars uh, on the espionage charge. And, you know, you look at this one, it was a head-scratcher for me on a couple of fronts. You know, the, the other stuff with Griner, doesn't want to be out with the national anthem and everything else. Uh, that whole thing with Brianna Taylor in Kentucky, you know, that's her belief and whatnot. Still showed immense disrespect for the flag, anybody who does it. But it's the fact of the exchange. An individual, uh, convicted guy from, what, 2011, doing 25 years behind bars. Uh, you know, a guy who supplied arms to kill Americans, known fact. Just a bad guy in general, you know. And it just seems like it wasn't a fair type exchange. Not to mention the fact, I don't know when we change policies in which we are negotiating now from a terrorist standpoint. That's, a, that's what boot is. So... In essence, he leaves, Griner comes home, and Paul Whelan is still in a Russian prison. Something is not right here at all, I'll tell you that much. Give me your thoughts. 
You know, I always look at things from a negotiating perspective, and this was a really interesting one. I think the I think the the opportunity we missed, Jay, the opportunity we really missed is there's a war going on between Ukraine and Russia right now. Yeah, and. We really, I think, because you, you can't look at it, and everybody wants to look at it. And the media wants to say, "Oh, we left a marine behind him, a marine." You never, you never leave a, a marine behind. That's the that's the rule. But as a military operative, it's different than a civilian. It's different than a civilian citizen that a foreign country is using as a pawn, irrespective of who that citizen is. It's a, it's different. A military operative is different. But we did have an opportunity, I believe. We did have an opportunity to really put pressure on Russia and say, you better release them both, you know, or we're going to unleash even more hell in what's going on between you and Ukraine. And I don't think we did that, because I think if we would have done that, uh, we would have been able to get them to get them both released. It's just a, a terrible situation. And, you know, uh, you know, you go back to, to ancient Rome, and there's a story of ancient Rome that Roman citizens used to wear a scarlet, uh, you know, sash to identify themselves as Roman citizens. And irrespective of who they were, if anybody messed with them, you know, the wrath of the, the Roman Empire came down on them. And, you know, I, I think that that has to be the safety and freedom that American citizens feel when they're traveling in this world, that they have to know that the American government is behind them. I do. But it just seemed like media fodder that here we had, um, you know, Brittany Griner, who had who had denounced the, the national anthem, and a Marine being held at the same time. And uh, and negotiation for, uh, for release resulted in, in her... For this, for this incredibly terrible person, this incredibly terrible um, person that we traded him for, but the message has to be, period, end of story, that if uh, if, uh, if American citizens are traveling abroad, and look, she did her time. I understand she committed a crime. I understand that, and she did her time. Uh, can't use them as pawns. Can't use them as political pawns. Um, can't use them to 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 uh, to embarrass and disgrace the United States nationally and hurt us from an international perspective. So. Tough, tough situation. I followed closely. I thought a lot about this one, brother. I thought a lot about this one because it hit home. It hurt. Um, but I think at the end of the day, we, we did what we needed to do under the circumstances. I just wish we would have put more pressure on them vis-a-vis Ukraine. Maybe we did and it didn't work, but I don't I don't think we did enough. Oh, I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have done it myself. This is a merchant of death. Uh, this is a guy who was convicted uh, 11 years ago serving a sentence, guilty of conspiracy to kill our people here and provide aid, by the way, to terrorists. Uh, Accused of supporting armed conflicts. And again, Mr. Whalen is over there, a Marine, a U.S. Marine. And what about the 65 Americans abroad right now that are being held up around this country as hostages? You know, what, what message does that give to those nations as far as how we operated in this type of deal? You know, I just think it's weak. And listen, Joe Biden is all about weakness. We know that. And it just doesn't make us... Listen, I'm happy an American is home. Don't get me wrong. Not crazy about Griner in general. But I'm happy she's home. I think the charge is ridiculous, the sentence and everything else. Although, although Joe, you got to be pretty stupid if you're Brittany Griner to even think about it having... I don't care what it was. If you had cannabis oil, I don't care what it was. Yeah, I mean... You, do you, do you ever remember the story of William Hayes in Turkey and that prison? They made a movie out of it. Yeah. You get caught with drugs around the world, especially in a nation in which we we don't see eye to eye with. You're gonna only you're asking for trouble, and she got what she deserved. She was guilty. She was she was you know negligent. So let's not forget that as far as the mindset of Brittany Griner. I'm just not happy with the deal. I'm just not. 
again, happy in American's home, the resume, Merchant of Death and everything else, Mr. Boot, okay? And, you know, to, to see footage of him laughing or giggling on the phone, embracing, you know, Russian officials and everything else, you know, flowers given to him. Listen, we got a war going on. we got a war going on with Ukraine. And who knows if he still has his contacts, you know, how influential he is around the world. You know, we got, I don't know. I, I, I didn't like it at all. And it makes us look bad. It really does. You know, you go back. I think about the botched withdrawal of Afghanistan last year. I mean, that was the entrance way as far as how we handle things. You know, the Taliban, they had a, the Mardi Gras over there when we left. Uh, $80 billion in equipment. They had a little parade going on there uh, with the Taliban and, and ISIS, Al-Qaeda. They all had a party when we left. Man, I'll tell you. Uh, this administration is something else. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have done it. Not unless you're telling me I get whaling home. Got to get whaling home. You know? Just made us look weak. Anyway. Well, it's it's also politics. It's also politics of the times, right? I mean, um, you know, the White House went out of their way, um, you know, to acknowledge, uh, you know, it's politics, Jay. It's 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 really it's really just politics because look at look at it from the other side, and you know, the the other side is if if they would have negotiated the release of a marine. Um, for for you know for this for this Russian operative, and they would have left her behind. You know, Biden's base would have would have gone would have gone absolutely crazy, and that's that's the unfortunate reality of where we are right now. Where we are right now in American history. You know, America has its ups and downs, and it progresses, and it has all sorts of weird twists and turns. And that's you know, I guess that's one of the fun things and one of the beautiful things about about being American is, is you never know what tomorrow's going to bring. We're always trying to do better. We're always trying to progress. But if, um, you know, if a, if a white male Marine had been brought home in exchange and she had been left behind, um, Biden's base would not have been supportive or happy about any of that going on. And that people can tell you whatever you want that goes into his math when he was deciding how to negotiate this thing. And that's just a, that's just a, you know, unfortunate circumstance of our times right now. And that's just the reality of it. And as far as Whelan, you know, the reports uh, that uh, maybe there's a killer spy uh, that is awaiting release, who, who is in prison for life in Germany, supposedly negotiations uh, to swap a boot for Griner, and Whelan broke down over the demands of Russia uh, that convicted assassin Vadim Krasikov be included in the deal, according to multiple reports here. So, uh, you know. We'll wait and see here, but that name was uh, floated on uh, earlier in the year. So uh, a situation of that. Listen, I just want wheeling home at this point in time uh, without question. Well, my sense is, and I'm, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay this out right now, my sense is if he's not home, my sense is the smartest thing politically Biden and his administration and the Democrats can do is get that guy home. Because I can guarantee you that uh, if he's not home by the time 2024 creeps around, and we're in election mode, that is going to be the poster child of the Republican nominee and the campaign promise to be able to uh, to never let that happen and, and, and bring that man home. So, the, the, honestly, the, the, if the Biden administration is uh, is looking forward, as I'm sure they am, the best thing they can do is get that guy home, for, you know, for obviously for moral reasons and everything else, but politically it's going to kill them if he's not released 
um, prior to 2024 because the Republicans are going to have a big chip and they're going to have their uh, their Willie Horton of 2024 for sure. About it, you know, I looked at 24 and you know Trump's name and everything else. You know, the latest poll I saw I had DeSantis killing him by 23 points. You know, if if one thinks that Trump is the answer in the next couple of years, please think again. He's not. He's not the answer. I mean, you could you could just get the feel and everything else. You know, the, the, the luster has uh, dimmed in a very big way. You know, you don't have the uh, the escalator, you know, with him going down. You know, it's not that aura anymore. You know, it's a lot, of, a lot of change going on. People are tired of it. People are tired of it right now. And maybe maybe the dinner with Kanye and Nick Fuentes kind of accentuated that for me. But, you know, I'm just tired of the uh, the negativity. You know, did great things as a president. Can't wipe that out. Did stupid things, too. Did a lot of stupid things. But I'll tell you one thing. Um you know, you need a fresh look in 24 on both ends of the spectrum. You know, maybe it's a DeSantis and a Tim Scott. You know, if you're a Democrat, maybe you're thinking uh, Gavin Newsom could be your guy. You know, maybe a Pete Buttigieg, although, you know what? He keeps flying uh, on these planes at taxpayer costs. That's not going to do anybody any good. Latest reports regarding the Transportation Secretary. But in essence, uh, I think fresh faces all the way around are needed. No Trump, no Biden, no Kamala. Enough is enough. Get some fresh blood in here, fresh outlook. This country needs it. Turn the page, 2024, here we go. Uh, And listen, uh, that's what Joe Manchin is thinking right now. Joe Manchin is thinking, you know what? I I just can't go along with the party line anymore. I just can't. It's it's outrageous. Anybody with common sense. Anybody with common sense. And that brings me to the border. You know, Title 42 ends in a week. I spoke about this earlier. You get the, the biggest fraud going in Mallorca, heading to El Paso today. 47,000 people are awaiting uh, to cross there. Title 42 ends uh, in seven days. You know, a whole COVID policy put in play by Trump. Trump did good things down there. You know, remain in Mexico policy and everything else. Did good things. Border wall. Listen, if Trump was around, we wouldn't have these problems down there. We wouldn't have all this mess. We wouldn't have suicides uh, in, with these agents who are being overwhelmed down there. Thus, more agents are needed right now of being sent to El Paso. One of the reasons why Mallorca is supposedly going down there to see what we'll see what kind of lie he tells us when he comes back. But we got a major problem: fentanyl coming in and killing people, left and right here. Three hundred people a day are dying, Joe, because of fentanyl, equivalent of a plane crash uh, a day. That's what's going on right now, and it's an absolute mess. No end in sight. Gotaways, terrorist watch list. Uh, all you, you can go on and on. We're going to break records. We're shattering them every every day of the week, shattering records. When it's all said and done, we will shatter last year as far as the encounters are concerned. I mean, it's an absolute mess. This Mayorkas needs to be impeached. First order of business, please, when a new Congress convenes in January. Get him the hell out. I told you, it makes me sick every time you go through a TSA and see his, his mug on that screen and the lies he tells. Enough is enough. This border stuff is prio one. Prio one. Okay? And that's what it's all about right now. we got a real massive problem playing in seven days, Joe. It's, it's unbelievable. What, it's, it's really unbelievable what's going on down there in the, in the southern border. And, and it's really, you know, uh, Department of Homeland Security, their number one, their number one priority is to secure our borders. So if we remember about Department of Homeland Security, it never existed. It, it, it was it was formed uh, under George Bush after 9-11 attacks. 
Um, and the reason it was formed is because they realized there was so many smoking guns that we had in our in our knowledge of 9/11 going to occur, but because there was no unified um, centralized area for that information to, uh, to to come into, it made our borders vulnerable. It allowed these people to come into the country undetected, attend flight schools, and and fly their planes into into the World Trade Center. Absolutely unbelievable. The devastation of it all was we knew. We knew about it. We just weren't communicating about it. We didn't do it. So we get the Department of Homeland Security formed, and its number one job is coordination amongst all the agencies to make sure our borders, our homeland, are secure. There is, there is absolutely no security on our southern border. None. You know, absolutely none. It's a it's a free fall down there. The videos anybody anybody that wants to, um, you know, you get these people that go, oh, it's people coming in. We're all immigrants. It's all lawful. Uh, no, watch. Go on YouTube and watch the videos. Okay, of what our border patrol agents are going through day in and day out. And you said it. Suicide rate is starting to creep up down there. Why? Because they're they're overwhelmed. They don't know what to do. There's floods of people coming in, women, children. They don't know if they're armed. They don't know if they're drug mules. They don't know who they are. They don't know what they are. They're coming in at night. They don't know what to do down there. There's no order. There's no chaos. That's so unsafe for everybody. That's so unsafe for our people. It's so unsafe for the people trying to get into the country. It's absolute chaos down there. Chaos. How? Why? I don't understand it. So when you look at complete and total failure and incompetence of the Department of Homeland Security, that's that's the number one thing. Just watch the videos. It's it's insane to me, Jay, what's going on down there. It's really insane. And what's going to happen, because we never learn, because we always let politics get in the way, because all of these anti-Trumpers who were, who were, oh, not the wall, not the wall, it's racist, it's racist, it wasn't racist. We needed a wall. Okay? And something terrible is going to happen. It is happening. Fentanyl is a terrible thing coming in from, from the southern border in droves. But something else terrible is going to happen, and then we're going to say, Duh, we knew it, but we didn't do anything about it. We didn't do anything about it. And that's the problem I have right now, is nothing good, nothing good is going to come out of this. This isn't, you know, this isn't the early 1900s where, where bricklayers from Italy and, uh, and, and welders from Ireland and all these people were coming over to, uh, to try and help build cities and build infrastructure and everything else. This is a free-for-all right now going on, Okay. And we don't know who's coming in. We don't know who they have. We don't know who they are. And the man in charge, our, our Secretary of, of Homeland Security, needs to go. He's, he's about as incompetent uh, as I've ever seen at a cabinet-level position is, uh, is that guy. He's finally going to the border. Finally, it's been a crisis. It's unbelievable to me. You know, impeachment to me, I, I just fire him. Why, why, does, why doesn't Joe Biden do the politically uh, uh, prudent thing and fire the guy? Don't even give the Republicans the ability to impeach him and embarrass the administration, I would just fire the guy right away and just get somebody down there. Remember the vice president, her job was supposed to be the border when uh, when, when they got elected? Well, how'd that go? And how's that going? It's a, it's, it's a national crisis, a humanitarian crisis going on. There's no order. There's no, it's total chaos. I was shocked watching the videos on what's, uh, what's occurring down there. And then they'll show you videos of what was going on down there under the Trump administration when everybody was crying, he's putting babies in a cage, he's doing this. It was a totally different seen. Totally different scenario. It was organized. They had some outliers, but it was very organized. Okay, It was very much under control, and it's shifted completely to being complete and total chaos. 
And my heart's go out for the, for the men and women that are trying to protect that border. They have no support uh, from the federal government at this point, none whatsoever. And we need to get our arms around it. We need to get our arms around it soon. Thing is, the I was making a point uh, where Biden was in Arizona last week, right? Did he go to the border? Did he go? Did he go down there? No, he did not. You know, I mean, it's unbelievable how you have a supposed czar who has done nothing. You know, maybe went within the parameters a few months ago, not really even hitting the border. Went there for a cup of coffee and came home. And you have President of the United States who fails to recognize, even with a question prior to departing for the cactus state of, you're going to a border state, are you going to visit the border? No! You've got more important things to do. Some ridiculous deal he's working on that means nothing. But, I mean, if that doesn't epitomize of what we're seeing, John, I don't know what does, so, you know. Uh, an absolute disaster. And this will be, you know, we talk about certain templates as far as 24. This will be right up there. You know, the fact that we have fentanyl killing our people here, left and right. The cartels are having a field day, and nobody's doing anything about it. And that's the uh, the shameful part of it all. Uh, I think so, the thing that, that I can't understand, Jay, and that most people that I talk to can't understand is Russia and Ukraine are having a dispute over their border, right? And we're able to send billions and billions of dollars over there to assist, which in our national security interest, it's something we should do. I understand that. Yet we have a problem at our own border, at our own border, and we're not paying any attention or putting any resources towards fixing it. Now, if somebody can explain to me, somebody can explain to me the wisdom of that, you know, I would appreciate it because it makes absolutely no sense to me. It doesn't make sense to most people. Like, okay, Russia and Ukraine are having a dispute over their border, and we're able to create magically, and, and Congress magically create billions of dollars to support them, but we can't fix our own border uh, here in the United States. And we're going to have a problem, and it's not going to be fun. To, to deal with. They're putting their head uh, in the sand on this one, the whole administration, because they know it's one of those things where you're like, I don't even want to look at it because it's a mess, and I don't even know where to begin to fix it, so I'm just hopeful it'll go away. But it's not going away. And we could fix it if people would just focus on it. If the vice president had done her job and focused on the border like they said she was going to do from the beginning, if the uh, secretary of Homeland Security had done his job, we would have been able to continue the progress we were making, but we're not, and it's a shame. And it's shameful for both sides. It's shameful for people coming to America, trying to get here, and, and not having any order, no process. No process. Yeah, I mean, not everybody's people? a bad person that wants right, to what seek are we a do better with these life. People? Exactly. Uh, listen, I'm all for it, you know, uh, but let's do it the right way. Let's vet people the right way. And look, we can't even take care of our own people in this country. We have veterans that are lying in the sidewalks. That need help. Well, that's a real fine how do you do, right? I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, I, I just can't understand the blind nature of it all, of how you allow this type of situation to occur. Not only that, the deadly drugs. You got fentanyl coming in here like Swiss cheese, killing people every day, every day. And, and nobody wants to discuss. Nobody wants to recognize Anyway, it is what it is. Uh, are we recognizing any, you know, the, the Harry Megan thing on Netflix? Um, you know, I got to admit, I, I've 
sat down and watched this the last two nights with the wife, episodes one and two. Um, they got a lot of money to do this, Joe. You know, the only thing I'll say to this, you know, I know a lot of people, are, you know, what are they whining about? You know, I mean, listen, I look at it like this. You got a girl who has to be as naive as could be if she didn't know what she was getting herself into with this royal stuff. And you got a, a kid over there, part of the royal family, who fell in love with this woman to the point where he knocked himself out of the royal way of life uh, to come to this country and raise a couple of kids, almost in isolationism, basically, uh, who, you know, knew what he was getting into himself. And what they're trying to do is formulate a way to make a living. I mean, is is it a... Comp- you know, I listen to guys like Piers Morgan and Megyn Kelly, and even that, how it started, I mean... It, is it such a terrible thing? Is it really? Is, is it is it altering your life? Is it altering my No. Would I care less if I ever heard from Megan and Harry N? No. I mean, I hope they live a nice life and raise their kids the way they want to and their three dogs and everything else. I mean, I could care less. The naivete, though, of Megan Markle is somewhat baffling to me. And even, you know, even, you know, the, I had a curtsy, you know, making a mockery of it. You can see Harry sitting on the couch saying, what are they, what are you, what are you doing? It, listen, you didn't know what you're getting into Megan. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, this was a very successful girl in Hollywood. You know, I had a, had a hit show. I never saw it. Suits, apparently a hit show. She finally made it and everything else. Very happy. Okay. And then decided to take the royal plunge. You know, it is what it is. It just happened. She was smitten. They both were smitten. And they're trying to live a life. I, I, I don't really see the way people are seeing it, though. I, I look at it like this. If I ever, if I, I could never, I could care less that anything happens. I mean, listen, the queen died. We saw 108 days of, of, of a funeral procession. I mean, it was unbelievable. Listen, it is what it is as far as the protocol and procedural deals over there. I I don't see anything. Listen, I saw it because I wanted to kind of see for my own self what everybody was well, talking I, about. I, but but it, I, it's, it's, not, it's not an alteration of my life in any way as far as how they go about their business. Two people who fell in love. What are you going to do? They fell in love with each other. I mean, is it the end of the world? I, I, don't, I don't understand all the hoopla here. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you my my feeling on it. I I I don't follow the royal family really, you know, at all. Um, as far as Meghan and Harry, um, you know, I I put it on. So when I jump on the treadmill, I like to find something that I can watch. I put the first put the first thing on Jay, and I and I and I respectfully and totally fully disagree um, with what your initial perception of it was. I think she is a bloodsucker. I think I didn't like her at all. Didn't know anything about her. Didn't know anything about her. Never, never listened to her. Never, never heard her. I think she's full of crap. I think she's playing this guy. I think she's going to leave this guy. I think she's helping to build a war chest. Um, this is this is nonsense. This is not leave us alone. And I'm not a Piers Morgan guy, but I think he hits the nail on the head. This is not two people looking to be left alone. And uh, and just live a private life in America and raise a family. 
that that's not you don't you don't do that you don't you don't create you know all these interviews and a Netflix series and a blog and a this and a that if you're looking to just be out of the limelight of the royal family and uh, and just raise a quiet family you don't do that I didn't like her um, and I and I think he's I think he's being played I think he's just a, a an innocent guy who is still so messed up from his from his mother dying and. You know, he's second in succession, so his brother got all the props, and this girl just came and, you know, I'm just playing him. And hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong, but it's the sense I got from the first episode. I have not watched the uh, the second episode. I think it's a load of crap that she doesn't know. She didn't know anything about the royal family or that any way it goes. I think that's nonsense. I think once she found out he was Prince Harry, she would have done what all of us did and would have endlessly googled and researched it and everything else uh, but that's life look it's a, it's another one of these stories where i hope i'm wrong um i hope they live happily ever after but the the signs to me people don't do this when they just want privacy and they want to be left alone and they uh and uh, they're they're doing this to capitalize on it and i think she's driving that more than he's driving that at this point that's my sense I, like I think it. they're capitalizing on it because, you know, they got to kind of formulate a path for themselves, you know? And if it's something of this nature where they get a lot of money for it, so be it. Yeah, but you don't uh, again, have to do it. Like, no skin off my back. You don't have to do it, Jay, where you're claiming racism and you're claiming this well, and you're claiming that. You don't have to do it by, like that. No, I understand. But, you see, I don't think – I think you're giving Markle a little too much credit. I don't, I don't think she's smart enough to play him the way she is. I mean, listen – she had a very nice life going for herself, you know, living in Toronto, doing the, the show suits, you know, having, uh, you know, a, a respite a couple of times a year, traveling, friends, going everywhere, had a million friends, socialite as she was. You know, she, listen, I, I, you think uh, claiming a prince and everything else? Is the pinnacle of her life her mo? I don't see it that way. I really don't. I just well, think Donald you know what? Trump's this not guy... the only narcissistic person in the world, Jay. You know, Donald no, Trump's but... not the only narcissistic person in the world. There's there's plenty of narcissistic people out there, and some of them happen to be women. I just see her in that vein. I really do. If that's the case, then she's played me. I I just don't think she's smart enough. I think that you know the he pursued her. You know, saw her on Instagram or whatever, and. You know, they met, and here we go, you know? And listen, I, I truly believe she she fell for the guy. You know, I really do. I think, you know, part of the, the – the only thing I will say is, you know, are you that dumb where you don't know what you're getting yourself into? The old scrutinization and everything else under the microscope, had a curtsy, had a whole, had a whole uh, crumpet. You know, I mean, you know, you're going to be <laughs> – you're going to be dissected every which way – every every which way is Sunday. But, you know, the thing is – um, I, I just think that they fell in love with each other and now want to live a life, but they want to capitalize too. I mean, you know, no longer is he part of the royal regime, you know, so they got to find a way. Listen, I, I don't know. You know. Whatever it is. Is she a blood-sucking whatever? Who knows? Time will tell. Time will tell. You know, you the, know? the one thing you and I totally agree on, Jay, is it doesn't matter. It doesn't impact it doesn't our matter. lives. It doesn't matter. It doesn't impact our lives at all. It's just no, it doesn't. Idle but, you know, it's fun to really, kind of talk about. It's the only reason why I watched it. And, by the way, it's breaking records left and right on Netflix. Uh, it's the only reason. Why, maybe because no, there was nothing else on or whatever the last class. But, uh, in, in essence, um, and, and i got to tell you, I did get a little sleepy watching it. A little sleepy. 
No, it is. You know, it is what it is. You know, I mean, nothing riveting about it. It was kind of interesting to see, you know, how he how he pursued her and whatnot and coveted her and everything else. And, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but, uh, you know, the problems and everything else she was having, uh, I mean, if you don't think you're going to be uh, in for that type of uh, uh, transformation and dissection as far as, uh, you know, every royal journalist, you know, that covers this family. I mean, come on. What do you think? You're just going to kind of come into the family, get engaged, and uh, and life goes on at Buckingham Palace? I mean, come on. Stop it already. You know, it is what it is. But we'll see. I, 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 th- I, think, I think the marriage will last. I think they'll probably have a, another couple of kids, and uh, we'll see what happens in 10 years. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Right now, there's a lot of money flowing. I'll tell you that much with this yeah, stuff. And it doesn't uh, impact my life one way or the other. You know, it's idle gossip, and I think that's why they put it out on Netflix, so people will have this debate and be talking about them. And that, to me, is just not people looking to live a quiet life, for sure. Leap over it, like Piers Morgan seems to be doing. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Piers Morgan has an axe to grind in his I mean, my he is goodness. vicious. Vicious. I mean, I don't think any Christmas cards are going to be exchanged with the Morgan family to the Markle, to Miss Markle. I don't think so. Uh, speaking of a lot of money, how about CVS or Walgreens uh, paying out? Walmart's going to pay out to settle some lawsuits linked to opioid sales. Listen, and they get uh, what they deserve here. You know, they were sloppy and everything. Everybody was sloppy here, right? And uh, thus, we have a massive and still have a massive crisis going on here. But uh, you know, listen, uh, it is what it is, and the the fight goes on. And you know, we've we've got to do a better job. We've got to learn from this, and we can never fall back on this type of stuff, Joe. Uh, again, but they're paying a price, and rightfully so. Well, what you're what you're seeing, so 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 here's the here's the here's the progress, right? So all of these opioid addicted patients would go to these phony doctors. The phony doctors would give them phony prescriptions and they would take their prescriptions to to Walgreens, CVS, and even Walmart was sued. And the pharmacies would fill them with, uh, with all these different opioids. And what the lawyer... So, so the doctors clearly got arrested for, for filling out the wrong prescriptions, the phony prescriptions. The lawyers sued the largest pharmacy saying you guys should have known that this was nonsense you guys should have known that uh that this patient didn't need you know 500 opioid pills at any given time and uh, that's what they're paying the you know the the billions of dollars for tens of billions of dollars for but 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 it goes back to what we were talking about the border that's where fentanyl came into the market right yep. so once you showed off the spigot of these opioids then these drug underground drug dealers create this cheap crap called fentanyl that kills people so that these people can now get their fix. And that's the problem we're having at the border. And that's why this money's going to these to these municipalities and these tribes and everything else is it created this whole systemic problem of fentanyl which kills people now. Yeah. So it's a really terrible cycle that needs to be cracked. It's now. awful. And Joe and I'll tell you, you know, these doctors should never practice again who engaged in this stuff. You know, I always tell the story years ago. I took the wife to a doctor, problem with her back. First thing you wanted to do, never met her before. Uh, let me write you a script. Not kidding. This is what some of these guys do. And, you know, there have been a couple on the island um, that 
have gone to jail. You know, they're serving sentences right now based on their behavior. So they're a, a massive contributor to this problem. Like you say, it's a chain. It's like a chain. You know, it's a domino effect, and we have seen this. And thus the payout. And we still got a problem in this country. We talk about fentanyl all the time, and, you know, we got to do a better job here. And hopefully uh, a lesson a big, in a big way that has cost a lot of lives and a lot of prison sentences involved here, too. So uh, a lot of people at fault here, Joe. Uh, never at fault is how you handle the holidays and everything else in reading, especially about toy drives and everything else. You are doing your part, my friend. Uh, great job. I only got about 60 seconds because we had a lot of conversation today. But FSL's Project Toy through the very charitable CMM Kiss. Give me a little something on that. Yeah, so we started our own um, 501c3 called CMM Cares about three years ago. And our role is to help support the larger uh, organizations here on Long Island and their missions. Family Service League is something really important to us. And a toy drive, making every kid, making sure every kid gets a toy at Christmas was super important. Super proud of all of my uh, partners and employees and colleagues who, uh, who contributed. It's a really great time of the year for us. Well, listen, you do a great job. And, of course, Strata Lines doing well. Everything's going okay there? Everything's great, Jake. We are so busy, it's, it's crazy. It's great. Well, listen, you stay busy. You stay well. I think we got you before the holidays. Uh, so we look forward to that. We'll pick up on the same-sex marriage stuff as well as uh, other things. Mr. Musk and company, you stay well and have a great uh, weekend upcoming, and we'll talk soon. How's that? 